You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen, and this is the October 20th, 2023 edition. If you subscribe to the What's Up in YA newsletter, then you'll know that I've been in the throes of reading a ton of graphic novels and comics. It's about what my brain can handle right now, as one reason, and also because it's such a powerful and moving and compelling and engaging format. You can't separate the art from the story or vice versa. And even if reading a comic goes much quicker than a novel or a work of nonfiction for me, I feel like I take away even more because it's so immersive. Today, I want to highlight a few backlist graphic novels and comics that I haven't yet talked about on any episode of All the Backlist, though I will link to an episode in the show notes from last summer, summer 2022, where I talked about a handful before. If you, like me, are ready to go deep into comics right now, these are all great options. They are all standalone, and none of them are superhero-focused. Instead, they showcase a range of genres and stories, and I don't think they would be the same at all if they were told in more of a narrative format without the art to really enhance and to do some of the storytelling itself. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Irena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. So first is It Won't Always Be This Way by Malika Garib, though uh, this one can definitely be read as a standalone. This second graphic novel adds even more depth to the story of Malika's youth, which she begins in her first graphic novel. So that's one that I talked about in the episode last summer. It's linked in the show notes and you're welcome to go listen to it or just go in fresh here. So here we follow Malika as she spends summers with her father and her surprise new stepmother in Egypt. Her father moved there to initially take care of his ailing father, but then chooses to stay and build a whole new life in the country. The story unfolds as we learn about Malika's father taking more time away from his new family to work and how this impacts Hala, her new stepmother. Hala bears three children and... The third comes when Malika's father gets a job offer in Doha, Qatar, and it's here that we see Hala begin to lose a lot of her identity as a person. Meanwhile, Malika begins to see Hala more and more as a person in these moments, so it's this really fascinating look at how 
one person who has built this identity as a mother, as a wife, starts to lose some of those identities when her needs are put aside for the needs of her partner. And Malika on the outside then starts to see Hala, her stepmother, in a much more complex way than she did before. This is a powerful memoir about identity. Malika is part Filipino, part Egyptian, and American, and it straddles several competing religious beliefs. I don't even know if competing is the right word, but complex religious beliefs that intertwine with one another. Malika learns and sees how Filipino folks are treated in Egypt and Qatar, and it really opens her eyes to different levels of racism and colorism throughout the world. But truly, this is a book about how she begins to find her place within her father's new family, and, as Malika puts it more eloquently than I am here, how they find a place in her own life. While she was initially resistant to Hala, who spoke little English, Their relationship really, really blooms as Malika herself grows. The ending is bittersweet because we know Hala got what she needed and because it meant Malika's relationship with Hala looks much different than she anticipated. I love Garib's work so much, and I think fans of Lucy Knizny will really eat this one up. If you like thoughtful memoirs, travel, and compelling art, then you are in for a treat, and that is It Won't Always Be This Way by Malika Garib. The second title I'm going to talk about is Basil and Oregano by Melissa Capriglione. I am cheating a tiny bit here as this comic came out this year, but it was way back in February, which I don't know about you, but February of 2023 feels like it was about four years ago at this point. Plus, this comic just feels so appropriate right now. It has all of the fixings of a perfect autumn read, and so I just feels right to talk about it. Think of this as one dash of The Great British Bake Off meets a magical boarding school with a few dashes of queerness. And it's just a gem. It's it's kind of a uh, cozy comic that you can read anytime, but feels particularly appropriate for right now. Also, this one has all kinds of fun food names and puns. So Portobello Magicalarium Academy is the place to be if you're an aspiring cook passionate about melding magic and food. Basil Ayers is eager to be the top student this year, which brings with it some perks in addition to bragging rights. And plus, it's Basil's senior year and she's ready to go out with a bang. So when Arabella Oregano begins her final year of school at the academy as a new student, not only is Basil feeling there will be a competition, Arabella's dad is a world-renowned chef, but Basil might also be catching some feelings that could cause her to get a little bit distracted from her goals. Even though they are in competition for the top spot, the duo are going to work together this year to not only improve their skills, but to allow themselves to get closer to each other. That is until a secret about Arabella unfolds and now Basil has to make some life-altering decisions. There is so much to explore in this comic in addition to its really fun and creative setting. There's a lot here about romance and the power of romance, as well as about class, and yet these heavy topics never seem to be over or undershadowed by the humor that's peppered throughout. It strikes a nice balance, and in a lot of ways, this comic reminds me of the more, um, the also recent, I guess, that this year it's maybe this one is more backlist than uh, Basil and Oregano, but Sweeney Boo's Over My Dead Body gives a lot of similar vibes. As I said before, this is a cozy read packed with yummy meals, delightful families, and it's perfect for younger teen readers, and it would appeal to readers who liked Mooncakes by Suzanne Walker and Wendy Sue. It is standalone. Despite being packaged like a title that you might expect to be part of a series, but I would also 
not be surprised if we see more books set in this world because there's so much to explore here. And that is Basil and Oregano by Melissa Capriglione. And I'm going to talk about one more comic, and that's Flamer by Mike Carato. Chances are that you know this one because it has been atop so many of the banned books lists in the last two years. And chances are also pretty good that you haven't read it. I don't say that as a judgment, but rather to note that this is one of those books that I think is more well known for being a target than it is known for being an incredible coming of age graphic novel. So Aiden Navarro is attending summer camp in those magical and terrifying and life-altering months that happen between the end of middle school and the start of high school. It's a rough time to be a kid, and for Aiden, it's even harder as he grapples with so much about who he is. This includes that he might be gay, and if he is, it kind of has to be a secret, but he also wishes he could talk about it and understand it, because how else do you really and truly unlock who you are? In addition, Aiden is half white, half Asian, and has to navigate his identity alongside all these bullies who he continues to endure. So one night, Aiden kisses his best friend and his campmate, and things shift immediately. He wonders, has he forever lost the trust of his friend, Elias? Did that kiss mean anything romantic? Was it an accident? These are all the questions that are going through his brain. And then there's this just... At the heart of this book, a moving, heartfelt story about identity and love and romance and queerness. And, you know, it's one that is going to resonate with younger and older teens. It's about traversing that tricky space between faith and what faith might tell you is right and what is a sin. And then how you also come to accept who you are as a person. The art in this one is what gets a lot of the book banners really riled up. And that's because it's an honest, challenging exploration of what it means to raise emotional connections to and for Aiden. Of course, people are mad that they're going to feel a thing for a kid that they think shouldn't exist. But for readers who are not part of the book banning crews that are out there, those images are really meant to help you connect with Aiden and really understand his story and really root for him. That is Flamer by Mike Carato, and with that, today's show comes to a close. All of the books mentioned in this episode, as well as the episode I did on comics last summer, will be linked in the show notes. As always, thank you so much to our sponsor and to our audio editor, Jen Zink, and thanks to you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of books I mentioned in the show notes, like I said before, at bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of this podcast or our larger podcast, All the Books, and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate them and they help other book lovers find us. If you would like to find me, I'm still hanging out on Twitter at Veronica Kelly Mars, or you can follow me on my personal substack at stackthoughts.substack.com. And in the meantime, happy reading. I hope you, like me, have a stack of comics that you are just going to dive into over these next few months. <laughs>